0: Hello, and welcome to our Jargon podcast. I'm Bill Imani, and I'm here with...
1: Peter Purcell. This has been uh, two years since we've been doing the podcast.
0: Yeah, we're kicking it back off, and what we're going to do today is, when we, go, when we do this Jargon podcast, one of the things we do is break through all the jargon or jargon that's out there in the business world. And today, Peter's going to help clear up some jargon, or jargon that um, actually I didn't know much about until recently.
1: Well, that sounds good, Bill. I'm always glad to, to do that. But do you mind if I give a shout out to our one listener?
0: Absolutely. Say hi to your mom.
1: <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> anyway, Peter,
0: Peter Purcell is our my uh, partner in crime here at Trinity, co-managing director with me. And uh, we're going to talk about what are we going to talk about today, Peter? I think there was something I heard you say ITSM or ITAM. Help me out here.
1: Yeah, so you were talking about uh, wanting to know more about ITSM, which is IT Service Management, ITOM, which is IT Operations Management, and really where the value is ITAM, which is IT Asset Management.
0: Okay, we, we're going to kill three jargon, jargony sounding words in one podcast. Is that right?
1: Uh, that's my understanding. I mean, it's up to you. Well, I you're think we, the interviewer. <laughs> I, think,
0: I, I think we should do that. So okay. let, let's just kind of back up a little bit. And you have these four four acronyms. You got ITSM, ITAM, and ITOM, and, and I'm really glad and they, LMNOP.
1: Yeah, LMNOP, Right. There's your four. Right.
0: Okay. So tell me, kind of in a nutshell, what is IT? Whatever. Opera, you know.
1: Yeah. So if you take a look at a large company, um, they have typically a large IT department, right? So you need to be able to interact between the business and IT. Make sure that IT gives you good, predictable, reliable, secure, and cost-effective service, right?
0: Okay, so basically, I want my IT department. I don't want my computers to be down. I want it to be working, and if I need help, I get help when I need it.
1: Right, and you want it to be secure. I mean, oh the yeah, big I don't want to thing. get
0: hacked by the um, Russians.
1: Yes. Well, we can we can or, say or, that or or, or, or the, the guys, Chinese or the people in the basement or the people in the basement or the, the North Koreans, in the right? Yeah. Just all the usual suspects. So, um, when you have interactions between business and IT, given the complexity of your IT assets. Having some structure and some policies and procedures and tools around those interactions very useful. Okay,
0: so this almost sounds like ERP for IT. To our exactly, department.
1: that's exactly where I'm going. It's almost like you and I talked before this podcast or something.
0: Well, I, you know, we talked briefly, but I still, I'm really curious. <laughs> okay, now. okay. So, so, going, so
1: if you take a look at on the business side, you have an ERP that helps you manage. Basically information, everything from, you know, your your uh, sales process or your order to cash process, your accounting, your records. accounting finance, uh, reporting, the whole shebang. Well, in a large IT department, you have something very similar. And there's a series of applications out there that, that people use, uh, ServiceNow being one of the biggest ones. Um, there's others as well. But what happens is there's three different types of interactions that you usually have within IT.
0: Okay, so we're talking about IT, we're talking about... IT serving the business and having the tools they need. Okay, so let's, let's dig into this a little bit. Um, you okay. said
1: so we will start with IT service management, service if management. you don't mind. Okay. It's a little backwards, but I'll, uh, in, in my part. Well, right? service should be first. That's not backwards. That's so right. That's okay, very good. So IT service management is really the entire suite of applications where when business has a problem, business has a request, needs to notify IT, IT has to assess that problem. Go fix, respond back to business. Hey, I acknowledge the problem. I've assessed the problem. I'm going to fix it, fix the problem, and then let business know the problem's been fixed.
0: Okay, so you're talking about problems. So is this why it takes so long for the IT people to help me out? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm going to plead the Fifth Amendment on that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> that, that's because a the guy says it, just fix uh, it, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I, I think in, in all, problems, in all right? fairness, though, to IT department, I think the majority of people have their hearts in the right place, and they try to do things as fast as possible. Okay. The issue is that IT, in large organizations, IT can be a pretty complicated environment. And being able to fix something in a spaghetti bowl of of, of interactive Applications and the like. Well, in this digital world, you got so many. You yeah, you have hundreds of systems. You yeah. have hundreds of systems, and you can fix one system and you know break something down the line without knowing it which well, I'm going to get to in a minute in okay. ITAM. Okay, but one at a time here. I know, here, okay? I know. But back to service management. Really what that is, in the simplest terms, it's kind of your ticketing system.
0: Okay, but let's let's break it down here because let's say I am a, um, I'm in the finance department. I need IT to build a new report for me. Would that be service management?
1: Yeah, that usually goes through service management. Okay, so and it's not
0: just problems. It's things that, that the business yeah. needs help with.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just unfortunately most of the time business thinks of IT as a problem. Um, you know, for a variety well, or of Or a solution to every problem. Hopefully, yeah. So we'll <laughs> see. But bottom line is I have a ticket, right? I need a report or my PC's not working. I generate a ticket, okay? That goes, that's the start of your IT service see, management see, that's, system. Okay, so
0: um, it's any type of th- something a customer needs. So the customer, customer needs need. they, something of finance, operations, sales, right. and they, a sales guy needs to get access to the CRM system, or he has a problem, he's gonna call IT to help him. Right, right. and typically
1: that's the start, and that's where IT service management comes in. It's ticketing, I'm not gonna go into great detail because I wanna bore half of our listeners, but basically it's ticketing, it's making sure that the the, um, need is properly assessed, it's assigned to the right individual or in group to be uh, addressed, It's addressed in a timely manner and so all that routing and all of that interaction is within the it service so do these applications
0: keep track of like all this activity absolutely what do they do with i mean surely they got to do something yeah
1: so just within with an erp if if i were to ask you what's the number one purpose of an erp what would your answer be
0: probably you probably getting good financial reports to my stakeholders
1: Okay, so I'm going to say it a little differently. Okay, It's information. You're tracking information. All right, about well, you're your tricking business. me. That was a trick question. That okay, was a trick gotcha. question. But seriously, your number one, number one reason. Well, financial for reporting is information. Is information exactly? You weren't wrong. It was just maybe a little narrower than I was okay. thinking. So okay. it's it's rare that, that 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 now the role is reversed. But bottom line is, it's information. It's information to run your business. So IT service management starts with capturing all of this information. What do you do with information? You report on it. And what's important when you start reporting on information about IT activity, any activity, and we'll talk about it with the other two acronyms shortly, is being able to know what's going on, identify trends, so that you can get ahead of issues before they come. Okay. So if I start... Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Now, uh, so I'm I'm thinking ahead here. Maybe I'm going too far. No, no. Okay? Go for it then. But so let's say um, for the past three months, people have been having the same problem over and over again with their with their laptop. Like their their microphone's not working exactly on their laptop. So,
1: so then, IT service management, if if you've been logging the tickets correctly and the resolutions correctly, makes it faster to identify in a reactive mode. If somebody does call in and say, my microphone's busted, you should you go into the system, you see, oh, everybody's been getting a new driver update. Now, that's reactive. A good IT department will use that information, and it shouldn't take them three months, by the way. it probably take four events. That's the magic number. You don't want to go beyond four events to identify a trend and um, so that you can say, oh, we're having for this fleet of, of of laptops we're having microphone problems and the solution is a driver update that driver update gets pushed out so that most people don't even know that they had the problem you get ahead of the curve and that actually leads into other acronyms because that's okay, well, where don't go there yet. that's fine that's where operations and asset management come into play
0: okay but i'm also wondering do, can you also use this that information too to over a long as you see mentioned four events or a longer period of time and look at things like I've got a, a, a series of problems that are, are, are escalating around my order management system where at seven failures or um, reports aren't working where then you can maybe drive a business case to, to upgrade your order management system. I'm yeah and, that.
1: and, and that's where then you start getting into the gray area between IT service management and IT operations management. When you get into IT operations management that's where you start doing monitoring of your applications in the background independent of okay, human but, uh, but interaction. Okay, but, but hang, back
0: up cuz you're already going into the other No, acronym. no, no,
1: hang on, hang on. I'm I'm actually getting to a good okay, point. Okay, I all right, promise. All right. I promise. So this is just like an ERP, like MRP, HR, you know, finance, procurement are all interrelated and yeah, all yeah. all integrated. It's the same across ITSM, ITOM, and ITAM, okay? Okay. So, sorry guys, um, too many acronyms. But the bottom line is, is that service management starts that process, okay? When you start talking about managing those trends or tracking those trends, if people are not putting in tickets then you have other tools which are in operations management to be watching this stuff in the background to make sure, oh, these reports are failing or I have an issue where I have a server that's approaching maximum CPU usage so that you can use IT operations management functionality to go address that in advance. So they work together, but the answer to your question, short answer to your question is yes. You can watch these trends and address these things. Yeah, I was almost thinking
0: about business issues. So, for example, um, the uh, the the salespeople are always having a hard time generating invoices because it doesn't have. The, the system doesn't have the functionality they need, and they call up IT, and they're always calling them up saying, hey, why can't you yes. do this? And, and, this isn't and, working.
1: Well, so if IT is is logging, if the tickets are being logged properly, the short answer to your question is yes.
0: Okay, got it. So there's value in this, right? I mean, right. I'm almost here that you can – because one of the things you hear about, is, and I'm sure IT deals with this all the time, where someone – it's always the, the – Oh, we have this problem over and over again, and it's bigger than it is. You can actually go in and look at the data to see if something's a big problem. Because some, you know, some squeaky wheel might complain about their their uh, laptop, you know, um, not correct. opening and closing right, and correct. and then they think all oh, the laptops are broken. When you can go and look at the data and say, no, it's only this one person.
1: Correct, correct. And and also, it's very notable because um, I know the geeks who are listening and I'm a fellow geek uh, who are listening. Or there are saying,
0: probably no geeks listening, just your mom. Ah, I know,
1: it's just my mom. Hey, mom. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you a geek. Um, but the bottom line is, is that there's going to be some argument about what I'm saying within service management. But in general, service management is where you're interacting with the business, your customers. So there has to be active interaction for service management to really be able to do well.
0: Okay, but... Aren't there cases where let's say you have field IT people who need help with stuff from corporate IT? is that would that be? Yeah, that's too? part of service management. Okay. Service
1: management is truly the interaction between your customer, your business customer, and IT okay. is going to be done primarily through service management.
0: Okay, so essentially in a nutshell, it's taking the, I'll call it requests that business has that service management yes and being able to and look at can you you're also looking at response time absolutely all that stuff now you know i I, i'll tell you one thing i just annoys me is i get a ticket i get a ticket when i'm speeding but also when you know i get this email saying your ticket's been closed automatically does service management do that too or how do you stop that because (laughs) sometimes I, i i'm not ready for it to be closed how do you address that issue
1: well um look as with all systems, right? Nothing is perfect. As with okay. all processes, nothing's perfect. Um, yes, there are cases where that happens, and and it shouldn't. Um, but um, you know, if if all is going well, that shouldn't happen to you.
0: Okay, so that's service management. Um, now I'll go to operations. Operations management, management and
1: this so. will be a little shorter discussion. So operations, well, but,
0: but but go slow. Okay, I will. Remember no, no, no. It's it,
1: it's it's okay. So everything we just talked about in service management. Is done. Human created a ticket to ask for help. Right? I needed help to fix something. I needed help to get a new report. I need help. I need IT's help. Okay. Well, there was there was in service management. That's where the intake is.
0: Now, now before we leave service management, I do have a question for you, okay? So what if it's helped like a big thing? Like, I want a new system. Is that service management too, okay. or is that different? So oftentimes... Or am I going off the nah, rails? Nah, you're, you're going a
1: little off the rails, but that's okay. Look, here's the deal. Now, you're, you're hitting a whole other topic that we should probably talk about um, as a separate podcast Okay. Well, in well, terms of, of IT intake process for things like that. Service management is truly really for very small net new requests or really primarily, hey, something's not working and I need your help. Okay. okay. Got it. What you're talking about is instigating a project, which, if you go to PMI compliant PIM box, see, I'm using all sorts oh, of really right. nice, you ask for it. That's a whole intake process for a uh, totally different governance but, and process. But
0: I guess you could use the data. Um, from service management
1: to, to help justify a business yes.
0: case for a an initiative.
1: Yes, if 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 you've been using service management correctly, the answer to your question is yes. Okay, gotcha.
0: Okay, okay. so now we're going to talk about IT operations. Uh, yes, management.
1: so IT IT operations management in general um, is the the automated version of what I've just talked about. So in service management, a human being instigated a trouble ticket. I have a trouble ticket, I have a problem, I need a, I have a request. IT operations management really sits in the background. There's a whole series of tools out there like Broadcom and, and Archer and just, just a variety of products out there that do all sorts of monitoring in the system. Like Broadcom monitors hardware performance. Archer monitors whether you're being patched or not. And what it does is, is mostly in IT operations management, it, it works in the background, and when it identifies an anomaly, it creates a ticket so that IT has to investigate. For example, you talked about reports not working. A report, a report job is, is sent. Like, you're supposed to have reports generated, you know, out of your data warehouse or whatever on a regular basis. Didn't happen. Monitoring will notify IT, hey, that didn't happen. Or a server is down. Or for some reason you can no longer reach a server, um, you know your your web front end is down. If you have the proper monitoring, the proper IT operations management uh, capability in the background, that'll notify IT and it it. Should so it's be.
0: sort of like my home alarm system, yes, essentially.
1: Or, oh, very good. Um, good analogy. Yeah. Or,
0: or, or, I'll throw it this way. It almost sounds like to me, and, and is, and it, you know, and I'm stepping, stepping over in the operations technology side is kind of your uh, PLCs and your Scada and, produ- and um, production monitoring. Where there's anomaly, it sets off an alert, and you do something. So basically, yes. Or if I talk, look at. The, the world of um, devices at my home, like whatever it might be, my door alarm or a camera, my mm-hmm. Ring camera that mm-hmm. sets an alert that says somebody's at your front door. So I assume that within IT operations management, the IT department can decide what's an, what's worthy of setting off an alert so they can respond. Is that?
1: Yeah, that is correct. And and it, it it's interesting that you point out that IT sets these types of priorities and the like. Done right, you actually need to sit down with the business to determine what's important. For example, if I have, <coughs> excuse me, if I have a a server that's running, and if it goes down, it doesn't affect customer interaction. It really doesn't affect people's day-to-day jobs. It's just really more of annoyance. That's going to be a low priority item. But if my website goes down, Then it's all hands on deck and i need to get it i need to get it back up and running then so so that's uh that's a use right that's that's a use component of what's critical and what's not okay then there's also within it operations management there's a whole long line of you know security what am I going to do? How am I monitoring security in the background? Okay, so this and, is
0: where the cyber threat protection comes into play. So if I'm often a, yes. a, if, if a hacker um, from, uh, you know, somebody's teenage kid in a basement is trying to break into the bank or whatever, and you're running IT operate, you might have, have something set where, hey, um, somebody's trying to hack in or something. Somebody's like that. trying to hack
1: in or. Even down to, you know, your laptops have a particular load set on yeah. them. You know, just software that you normally load. Hmm, all of a sudden this laptop has a piece of software you don't recognize. Boom, it'll trigger an alarm, trigger an alert, oh, trigger wow. a ticket, and so let like you Big know. Big brother. Big brother. But. Done right, it's good, big brother. But it's the
0: co- company's assets. You got to protect them. And we're and you know and I know you've talked about this on a previous podcast or on cybersecurity. Where do all the cybersecurity threats happen from? From the people, from the people who are um, yeah. using the computer? So yes. if they download something malicious, you need an alert to say, Hey, this guy downloaded a. Something that wasn't supposed to be
1: there. Exactly, exactly. So okay. that that in general that falls loosely within IT operations. So if management.
0: you're a what type of companies need this? I mean, I, I I start thinking it's. I'm almost thinking everybody needs this, right? To a certain degree, but it yeah, sounds expensive I, too. So help it, me out here.
1: Well, yeah. so every company needs it. I mean. Our company needs it to a certain and has degree, it, right? To a certain degree, and and it's all fit for purpose, right? If you have like we have a fleet of what two dozen laptops. We can manage it without sophisticated software, and you know we take advantage of Windows. Windows. And we've Spirit, trained the heck out of our people. And we've trained our people. Make sure they don't click on stuff. If you have ten thousand assets, or better yet, a hundred thousand assets out there. And
0: you're talking about laptops.
1: Or laptops people with hand-helds, routers, modems, handhelds, SCADA devices, scanners. All of a sudden, now that's where you start needing you have all this as software. Of entry. These okay. oh, you have multiple points of entry, so. It you know the bigger and the more complicated your your environment is, the more necessary it is uh, to 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 buy a software like this. I mean, think about it. The best analogy I can think of: startup work well. You know, startup business work well on QuickBooks. Look at that startup business. You know, ten years later, and you know they have fifty locations. They're you know uh, international. They so they you know no geographic boundaries. Um, and you know they have thousands or hundreds of thousands of customers and employees, and that you can't run on QuickBooks anymore. Yeah. So that okay. so they, you know, they go to an Oracle or SAP. They, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's where these So
0: really IT operations management is covering monitoring to make sure things stay and proactively monitoring. So if something happens they can go address it immediately. But it's also the security and protection of the company's information technology.
1: Right, right. And without going into great detail and totally geeking out, there's a lot more to it than that. Oh, well, but if you tell us, I mean, Well, yeah, but, on, but but, but <laughs> it's if if I do it just bore you to death. But what's important to business about operations management is exactly what you just said.
0: Okay. All right. That's, uh, that's but, what's but that's, important to but, business. But you know what, though? If I'm on the board of a, of a large publicly traded company and I'm asking my um, chief technology officer, saying, okay, how are you protecting it? I might say, hey, tell us about your IT the, operations IT operation. management. And Strategy they say, and, and approach. And I say, you know, are, we do, are you hitting on these two things? That's exactly. Important to, that's important very, to me as, as a board so. member. Okay. Got it. This is great. So we talked about service management, operations management. Yeah. Now, this last one you called I'm asset sorry, management. IT asset I-T-asset management. Yeah, ITAM. Okay.
1: So, IT asset management is um, almost, I almost feel like it's just that. Uh, no different than managing your assets, um, tracking and managing your assets if you have vehicles, if you have um, rigs, if you have just production equipment, knowing what you have, where it is, what condition it's in. And uh, kind of what maintenance level is it at? You know what? How well maintained is it? All of that. That's but you're what talking
0: a, about technology here. But I'm sense.
1: talking technology. Technology is an asset no different than a truck. So like, so computer a, is is a truck. Think of it that a way. A
0: server, a laptop, a a, a, a you
1: know, router, a PLC, a PLC, switch, a switch, you name see, it. I'm, I'm learning the language. There, there you go. Yeah, I'm actually surprised you know the word switch, except for you were thinking light switch. I'm sure, um, but. <laughs> oh, I, that hurts. Ouch. <laughs> All right. All right. But bottom line is that's what asset management is. The other thing that, that falls with, th- that's your hard assets, right? Your network, your your hardware. Um, then there's also a subcategory software asset management, which is your licenses or your entitlements. So the licenses... No, you
0: say entitlements, you're not talking about young people. No, no.
1: Okay. Oh, man. Okay. So um, no, entitlements in general, the reason why they, they call it entitlements, not just licenses, is in today's world with software as, as a service, you actually don't really get licenses. You get... You get uh, access, right? You you get uh, user user accounts. Okay,
0: so basically, what you're saying I'm entitled to use this software. This software, this software. I'm not exactly. getting a license. So, so any so type it's of, not that
1: you expect something for nothing. You're actually to your yeah, previous job. Yeah, it's joke. not entitled. I'm, right. I'm entitled to this software. Right, right, okay. But the bottom line is, so you you need to have, to manage your assets. And what's really important there is, so let's talk about hard assets first, and we'll go to entitlements here. But with hard assets, you really need to make sure that you know what you own, how they're hooked together, um, what sort of applications are on them, how the applications, where are they? Because when you go through and you respond to a service ticket from service management or you're responding to an incident out of operations management, you know if i'm going to go in and work on this particular item i have to understand what all the interactions are so i can minimize the impact of whatever my activity is upstream and downstream so if i patch a piece of software i'm not going to kill my website or if i patch this database i'm not going to kill my hr system or my production system but
0: also what i'm hearing you say asset management i can also look if i have service management and um, operations management, I can see the history of, for that asset, when has it been down? When have we had problems with it? Bravo. Okay.
1: Bravo. Okay. Exactly. So and so, pay- then, I, then I can make a business case or understand as I approach end of life, am I approaching end of life? Is it time for me to make this investment? Because the hardest thing for IT often to do is to go to business and say, you know what? We need new laptops. We need a new server. This is like, well, what's wrong? You know, I've, there's nothing wrong with my laptops. Yeah. I need to show you a history of we're having problems and it's affecting the business because, you know, it's down X percent of the time. Or, you know, we can no longer patch it because it it's out, it it's end of life. Nobody's supporting it anymore, whether it's software or even hardware at but that But you can case. look at that
0: asset and look at the history. And let's say you're running a critical operation, a manufacturing operation. You need to be up, um, you know, 24-7. Right. Um, and that asset's running the plant. And by the way, um, we've had this much downtime over the past year, exactly, and it's cost this much in product um, in product revenue. It's time to replace it's time it. Time to replace it, and you and, re- and there's okay. a business case for Perfect. it. Perfect. This is great. Now, okay. So so
1: that's that's asset that that's the hardware asset management side. Now, where people get savings, if you have a good asset management system, this is very important because this is often overlooked. Tons of companies, if you have hundreds of thousands of assets, okay, what often happens is when an asset is end of life and I'm no longer using it, it may still be out there and it may still be running. And I may still end up, because it's running, I am still paying license fee for it when I'm not using it. If you use your asset management software correctly, you can identify, oh, that's an end of life asset. It shouldn't be out there. I need to shut it down and I need to cut off my entitlement to it. Okay. And that actually happens more than you realize in very, very large, very large organizations. Think of the military. How many, there's actually still Jeeps out there in some, you know, in, in some military bases. I know it's hard to believe, but why? They haven't used a Jeep in you know since the Vietnam War.
0: Interesting. So basically, this is your I'll call it way to kind of clean house and keep the house exactly. clean on an ongoing basis. So you're not accumulating stuff you're not using, or you've got software sitting on it that you're paying for that, that you you're not using. You're not using. So basically, this is a money savings opportunity for. Large Dun- organizations who have just thousands and thousands of... Right. Done right, uh, yes. Yeah. Done I mean, especially right. ones that have been around a long time. Right. They can,
1: then the extension to asset management is software asset management. This is where you can actually save a lot of money. Um, if you have... And especially today's world where you have software as a service. Think about your Office 365, right? Mo- okay. Hopefully, we've talked about this before. You know, Most companies should be, all companies should be on off- Office 365 anymore. Unless but,
0: they just don't like Microsoft and they want to do Google stuff. Right, which right?
1: we actually have a client that is the largest Google user on the planet. Yeah. There's nothing um, wrong with that. So nothing nothing say, wrong with it, it but I'm picking say, on software. I think what you're
0: getting at is you shouldn't be on Exchange Server.
1: Right, you shouldn't be on exchange server. Okay. But bottom line, what happens is somebody leaves the company, HR does a good job of exiting them and the like, but, and IT will do a great job of shutting down their account, right? And all like uh, PeopleSoft, just something as simple as PeopleSoft HR will send a request, a ticket in, cut this person off. They'll do that. But that doesn't automatically go down and draw down one license off of your Office 365. So you keep paying for that. Oh wow, so
0: somebody's got to go in and and
1: Somebody's got to go in. So a good software asset management will monitor your use statistics and tell you when you have unused licenses. Better yet, you know how we issued Microsoft Project to everybody a few years ago? And it took us about six months to realize that only one person was using it. And we were paying like $500 a month in license fees. Do you remember that? Yeah,
0: yeah. Imagine extrapolating that if you're Extrap- a dollar company, Exactly. Not a, not
1: a That's system. where I was going. Just to say, this has happened to us. Wow. Is okay. with a good software asset management system, it'll tell you, ooh, you know, you've issued these licenses for this software. This person hasn't used it in 18 months, 6 months, 9 months, whatever. You need to claw it back and draw down on your entitlements. That's where you save a ton of money. So
0: I'm guessing, and 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 what I'm seeing out there, and tell me, and it's from a business perspective, there's more and more use of I'll call it uh, single-use apps mm-hmm. that companies are, are buying, huge buying subscriptions to be it right. a um, expense tracking, be it communications like a Slack and a Asana. Exactly. And, and, uh, so I'm thinking here, I've got all these apps that I've got or, or mm-hmm. software, and they're all great, wonderful, mm-hmm. and they sign up for a 20 person subscription and it's month to month, and 10 of those people decide to stop using it. Does it do? Not?
1: Yeah, so if you have a good software asset management system, it'll indicate, it'll, it'll know that you have 10 too many and you should be able to draw it down, um, or that 10 haven't used it. And that's why like, when you go out and pick a good software asset management system, you need to make sure that it has a software as a service component because it's really easy to find software asset management systems that, you know, it's just software on your fleet, you know. But if you can't see what your software as a service entitlements are, you you miss a huge opportunity there.
0: Well, I see this as an interesting opportunity, though, for companies, too. So if, I have, if I'm a large corporation, a lot of large corporations are very or, – or organizations, mm-hmm. um, public, private sector, are very hesitant to buy new apps, new software that might be very valuable to them because they're afraid that they're not going to use it and that type mm-hmm. of thing. This might be a case for companies – um, uh, you know being more open to let people use it and then putting it monitoring it and then right. going okay guys so, we're gonna you can buy that app that's mm-hmm. fine and we're gonna do month-to-month subscription
1: but you have to do it through and, this
0: and we're doing it through the, and by the way if you stop using it we're shutting it down and we're not paying that's you know, right th- and so that's, that's yeah exactly like that.
1: and so if you think of tools and what a lot of our clients are using they're either using snow they're using flexera there, there's just a ton of software asset management systems out there. But Snow and Flexera probably have some of the best software as a service monitoring. They, when, when you look, when you're doing a selection, you have to look and say, you know, how strong is your software as, an, as a service module? And those guys have it. Um, the other thing that you do with software asset management is making sure that you're at the latest patch release, at the latest good patch release for your software. For your licensed software. For your licensed software, okay, and that's okay. just purely for security purposes. Now, I mentioned Qualys earlier. Qualys does that as well, um, but um, Flexera and Snow will do that for you. Um, Qualys is purely only to monitor, you know, your software version and whether or not it, it is at the right version, but it doesn't do the rest of software asset management, whereas Flexera and Snow does. Um, of course, I now will get five calls from callous salespeople. By the way, um, but yes, in, Peter's number is yeah, exactly 832-555-1212. So, um, but but there, there's a lot of money. There, there's a good reason to invest in that. So, if I were to step back and and kind of do a little bit of a wrap in that,
0: well, don't the, don't end yet. No, 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 I'm not.
1: But but this I a, end I some, end. I got some important sure, questions. Sure, sure, sure. You. But end to end. Um, typically, the number one package out there is is either ServiceNow or Avanti. Okay, those are the two number one end to end ITAM, ITOM, ITSM, and then service so, uh, software asset management. They all provide that. But the two two packages that I I talked about typically will interface in and have very strong software okay. as a service. But I, I have module. a question.
0: So um, one of the biggest complaints I hear at large organizations mm-hmm. um, in in public sector private sector um that someone will say you know i um i can't get access to this application the company company the organization has, has um, a subscription to it how I, I it takes forever to get access to it do these problems address that because people okay. want to you, okay so you're smiling at me. yeah you, i'm smiling at you
1: because it it's it's um so what you're talking about is not a system issue If the system is set up correctly, and and this is what's really important, and I've completely skipped this in the entire discussion, what you have to realize is, as with an ERP, if you don't have the right process and the right organizational structure to support everything that I just talked about, then everything I've just talked about doesn't happen. Right. So you get the right process in place. Right. Right. So so for you, the question that you just asked, I need access to. That's a service management ticket that will ultimately be, be, if it's done right and the process is in place, there's a workflow that will automatically say, yes, you are eligible to have access to the system. It should go over to the Software as an Asset Management module. Make sure that there light there is a license available. And if not, then you're authorized to have a license purchased for you, and then you're given back. Through this workflow stream, you're given back. Here's your ID and login.
0: Okay, from a process perspective. So, do any of these systems allow you to do like, like for example, I go to the app store when I need
1: something. Absolutely, you app absolutely. App Both Flexera and Snow, and this is this is where they have strong strengths. Is they do have what's called is an app store. Because
0: I can go in if I'm if I work for a large organization, right. I need that app or pr- right. I can request service, it. Now,
1: service now. Service also gives you that functionality a little bit as well. I'm embarrassed to say I don't know about Avanti. I have a feeling they, they probably, probably do, do too. too. Yeah.
0: With a fancy yeah. name like that, they've got to have it. Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I, and I hope I said it right. I think you did. <laughs> it's a joke, but okay. anyway. But anyway,
0: no, this is great because we're really what you're talking about here is in, uh, from an end-to-end perspective, I'm I'm an employee of a large organization. I, need, um, I have a problem. This is how we address their problems with technology. I have a... Um, uh, I, I, you know, my I want to make sure my computer is always working. Critical applications, but mm-hmm. um, you know, if you're a utility or a manufacturing company, right, um, it's always running. And then if I need something new or I need a new piece of software, it's there. And then by the way, if I forget to tell you, that I'm not using this piece of software anymore. It'll claw it'll, back automatically. It'll turn it off, and I don't feel bad that I've spent an no. extra 500 bucks on well, a month. Microsoft Project right. a month for my personal use that I didn't use it for. Dead. This is this is amazing. I, I got to tell you. It, it, um, real quickly before we wrap up, but, um, you know, in terms of um, saving money, I mean, are you seeing some big savings oh, yeah. out there At, in the market? Oh, yeah, without
1: a doubt. So, um, you know, <laughs> without giving away, y- you can save tens of millions of dollars easy. I can imagine. because if, You can if, save, ten, you know, and, and I'm scared to say that because, like, in the early days of ERP, there were always these business cases about how much money you are going to save. Oh, yeah. And you never did. Oh, you, you never did. Come or on. They never found the money. Yeah, they never they, found because the because money. The they saved so it money. They saved it because they had to say that to the board. But where the heck was it? But in uh, asset management, specifically around end-of-life assets and making sure that you know what you own yep. and you're paying, you're paying the right entitlements for what you own in terms of software asset management, again, managing entitlements yep. there as well and being able to... Pay what you're using, okay? Pay for what you're using properly. Um, and even better, software companies change their licensing fees on a regular basis. Flexera and Snow will let you know there's a better licensing fee structure out there. You need to go renegotiate. When you put all that together, you can save a significant amount of money.
0: Okay, well, this is great. Peter Purcell, thank you. Um, appreciate That And I I will tell you, um, those of you listening, um, including Peter's mom, if you have questions about, um, if you're not a salesperson from one of these companies and you do have serious questions, you're an IT organization or a board member trying to figure out how do you make this happen for your company, uh, reach out to Peter Purcell. And that's P. Purcell at Trinity.com. Hey, thank you, Peter. It's been a, a great visit. And we I think we've cleared three jargony words in one podcast. Absolutely. Uh, thank and you. And to our listeners, thank you for sticking around this long.
1: Thank you.